live forever, niggas tripping off a of YOLO. Life moving slow like I'm sipping in a bobo. Rolling five deep while we dipping in a photo. Dumping out, switching, got twisting up dodo. It's all proto, call for us all. Against the world with our backs to the wall. List full of contacts, no one to call. Things get lonely when shit starts to stall. But above it all, I'ma stay on my toes, never budge or fall. And even if you hate, I got love for y'all. I live by the code of the universal law. You get what you put out, make sure it's your best whenever you put your foot out. Even though I took the hood route, I separated myself, so I stood out. Here we go, y'all. Too quiet or I'm screaming obscenities Trying to balance it out chemically One hand in a wheel and on the Hennessy The industry too gimmicky And the hype beast fans are too finicky Plus the bitches only love you when you win a beat And the rappers play close just to get a beat I'm complete with myself for my close ones Aside from now I don't really trust no one Cause all these handshakes really ain't wholesome I try to fill them but I can't cause I've grown numb It's all fun till the guns get drawn Or the 5-0 hit and your stuff get pawned The young wild and they just don't give a fuck Headphones turned up like Mr.
a platinum plaque More likely to be a product of my habitat Fall victim to the streets trying to grab a stack I catch an L up in hell with the stabs and rats Matter of fact, lick a shot for the kid that never made it out He seen his chances and he weighed him out He played the block till he made an ounce He played the game and it played him out You can't save him now The safer route never was an alternative Cause when you bred in the shit, that's how you learn to live And it numbed you to the point where you can't feel I spent years in the shit, I'm in the game still And I'm just lucky suckers never had the aim to kill For the sake of the family trying to pay the bills The wolves smell the scent when your gun go warm And they ready with open arms She miss me, she get passionate when she get pissy When she sober, she act too hissy With that volatile ish, you can miss me Look, Missy, why you all in my grill? Calling me still, I'm all in the field I got money to make, I got things to do I got bills to pay, I can't wait for you But somehow, she end up in my bed again Knocking at the door, and I let her in It's sick in the head, she's my medicine It works my nerves, harder than a Mexican Why waste your time? Just make your mind. I'm done trying to make it right. This crazy love, this crazy love. I'm done trying to make it right. I don't even know why that I fuck with you. Maybe inside I feel that I'm stuck with you. Past the bullshit, I really got love for you. My inner conscience don't know what to do. Maybe I'm comfortable and I'm too lazy to hit the scene and try to find me a new lady. All the new girls I meet say I'm too shady. I subconsciously do them how you play me. Cold as the river. Too many drunken nights taking toll on my liver. Broken promises that I won't deliver. A shiny ring that I just won't give her. It's no nigga like the one you had. See my new chick, she look too mad, too bad. And she's starting to get vexed again. I work your nerves harder than a Mexican. Why waste your time? Just make your mind. I'm done trying to make it right. It's crazy love. It's crazy love. I'm done trying to make it right. Crazy, 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 crazy. Said I'm I'm done.
That's your take. forget who you were beneath it. Graduated, 
Class of 010, but she doing what her friends do, trying to fit in. Every other week, picking up a new trend. Steady looking for a man or a party to attend. Lifestyle adventurous, she barely ever sleeps. And she thinks she's overweight, so she throws up what she eats. You tell her that she's cute, she gets rosy at the cheeks. But she goes along with anything and never really thinks. Says, life stinks, so she threw away her plans. Now she want to find a boyfriend that plays in the band. Chemicals in her hair, fake nails in her hand. Think her skin is too pale, getting spray on tans. She'll be up in class, busy studying her books. But instead, she in the mirror, always worried about her looks. Pretty in every way, from her hair to her foot. So I tell her what it say on the hood. Life. Monday morning. Fresh. Man. Well done, Monk. That was definitely a dope uh, EP, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't even say my mom. She's all fucked up. Yeah. Boys, <laughs> um, well, so like, so you can, that's Monday morning. You can get that on Spotify, Apple Music, um, all the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to be coming out with any videos for this project? Yeah, buddy. I got a short film coming soon. I'm, oh, we're going to be dropping that pretty soon. Mm-hmm. You know me, man. I'm like a, a random ass person. So I like to just like pop up with shit. Right. You know I mean, pop up with gifts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every now and then and shit. Uh, pop up with gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Come bearing gifts. Any shows or anything coming up or um shows, yes, March seventh. March seventh with Watershed. Watershed yes. with Shion G. Mm-hmm. Baghead, Omi the Homie. Mm-hmm. Uh some other people too. Miles. Miles. That's Miles his, Davis. His, his show. Got a shout out to Miles. Miles Davis. <laughs> Miles shout Davis, out Miles man. Davis, man. Yeah, I mean, um at that hotel, 12th? Utah. The twelfth. 12th uh, at SF State. And then we're also at Bottom of the Hill. Nah, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No. Nah. Right, that's all good. Sorry. But, uh. <laughs> 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 Maybe we'll be there someday, though. Hopefully. 
whatever it. you know it's nothing but yeah man it's a, it, man we got always got some shows on deck yeah, you know yeah. what I mean y'all y'all stay tuned to that you know what I mean this week these next upcoming weeks we'll be have a lot of shit going on oh, yeah, yeah definitely um um shit and and in the shed album too man oh uh, yeah to get into this bro yeah the shed you know, album hell yeah new singles new who knows man it might be some visuals more videos more songs more videos it might more be everything. single dropping soon who knows man y'all just stay tuned to what we doing man cause we gonna have a lot of fucking music a lot of good shit for y'all man hell yeah oh, well Monk thanks for coming bro uh, yeah old soul radio chai uh peace peace Thanks, thanks, Monk, for coming and the and the project, cause shows dope. And thanks for listening, everybody. Is the essence of perfection Live forever and perform the return to burn ganja Holla at my brother Queasy Get another song Man, done. we build it Making it matter Doing it all for the children For generations to come Until then We gon' keep it solid Doing all that we can So I'm speaking from the heart I politic with my fam Now we provide the music And start to expand And it's part of the plan To harvest the manpower Now or never So we down for whatever And we bouncing together See how we count this cheddar Yeah, attack with each breath Battle to live, never forget what to make peace. I forgive, hit the spliff and we build. Stick to the script. Shit, I was born to be real. California, we chill, but it's still many, so I'm faded off the gin. I play the game to win, won't fake a snake a friend. Walk straight, not phased by your ignorance. Ways of the mystic, we gifted, raised on resistance. Yeah, I blaze with a vengeance while I'm making my entrance. Hello. And my taste is expensive, so I'm breaking these bitches for what it is. This industry biz market. You say he's just a friend to get into big. Parties, go get me started. We on a mission to bring that raw feel back, though. But I spit like real kush when wrapped in tobacco. So you can feel the hair rush. You'll never say it in vain. Don't ever play any games, cause you can get mad. We build it, making it matter. Doing it all for the children, for generations to come. Until then, we gon' keep it solid, doing all that we can. So I'm speaking from the heart, I politic with my fam. Now we provide the music and start to expand. And it's part of the plan to harvest the manpower. Now we're never so we down for whatever and we bouncing together see how we down this shutter
hoes gon' clap for him. We made bags black like Daddy Jaguar. I played the bag like I was blackball. Uh, clapping the fall like Tony up in Club Babylon. I'm like a new dawn magic wand. Y'all niggas rapping wrong. I had the long mink jacket. I had to laugh it off. That shit niggas had on was half off. Fuck all the back and forth. I blast for sport. Dragon Newport. Got one or two plugs. Pies and true boy. Where I'm from, niggas shoot you for cool points. All I gotta do is point. You get two in your fly puma joint. With the tool boy, make beautiful noise. Blue some coins, y'all niggas null and void. I was always a playboy. Look at mama's baby boy, I'm out here making noise. Breaking holes, playing with toys, he got poised. But still, this shit is not by force, it's by choice. Breaking holes with change, European taste. I just call it lit. 
I just caught a break. I just caught a break. I could fuck your whole day. She do what I fucking say. Like a puppet on the screen. I just copped a couple minks. I'm a motherfucking king. I quick to go pimp on the hole. Put something big in the throat. This how the shit gonna go. I'm not with the rhythm of roll. I'm dipping the pole. Watch for the dip in the roll. This was a different approach. I'm switching the poles. I'm switching the poles. Oh, oh, switch oh. It up. Oh, I just caught a lick, I just caught a lick, I just caught a lick, I just caught a lick. I'm more than lit. I just caught a lick, I just caught a lick. I just caught a lick, I just caught a lick, I just caught a lick. I just caught a lick, I just caught a lick. I just caught a lick, I just caught a lick.
That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. Some people get their kicks stomping on a dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out. And I know one thing, each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life. That's life. I tell you, I can't deny it. I thought of quitting, baby, but my heart just ain't gonna buy it. And if I didn't think it was worth one single try, I'd jump right on a big bird and then I'd fly. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out. And I know one thing, each time I find myself There's no reason to miss out on the jewelry, the fine art. Good night from Old Soul Radio. See you next Sunday. Peace, 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 peace. Your life and make it more beautiful. Don't forget Turlock Carnegie Arts Center also is involved. The galleries with changing art exhibitions, music, theater, film, poetry, and more. Creative classes for children and adults gift shop featuring works by local artisans, unique facility rentals for special occasions, great membership benefits located in historic downtown Turlock. You can get more information by calling at 209-632-5761. Stop by their location at 250 North Broadway in Turlock, California, or email for information at carnegiearts.turlock.org. Another nonprofit. They do have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. 
check them out.
Welcome to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco. We're at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets here in the Mission District. We hope you come down and join us. We're going to have a really interesting afternoon. We usually do. But this afternoon in particular is going to be of interest, of of social import in in a very specific way because um, Tuesday, June 5th, which is just a couple days from now, is going to be the um, primary election in California for the U.S. House of Representatives, for the uh, governor seat, for a lieutenant governor. There's many different positions that are on the California ballot um, here on June 5th um, that will help determine who the two final candidates will be in the November general election. So um, we're going to have, we are currently welcoming Dave's out there. Uh, shimmying around, shuffling around the house here at Mutiny Radio and uh, saying hi to our, all of our guests and friends who come down to be part of that candidate forum. We've got Ryan Kojaste, who's uh, a candidate for District 12. We've got Shahid Buttar and also Barry Hermanson. Um, and Barry is part of the Green Party. So it's going to be an interesting afternoon here at Mutiny Radio on the Common Thread Collective as we uh, jump into uh, the, com- the campaigns of these three gentlemen who are hoping to unseat the incumbent Nancy Pelosi, who has been in the House of Representatives since 1987. So, uh, you know, politics are always a a little bit uh, confounding, maybe a little bit dirty, and uh, certainly often a bit confusing. But you know what? I'm going to play this song that we like to play at the beginning of every show, and it's Ubi Doobie Whitaker, and he's letting us know, don't worry. Everything's going to be all right. Sometimes I wonder where do the blues come from? Up and down, sometimes it's not so fun. I try my best to tell myself it's all Thank you. 
It's all right, folks, because we're here at Mutiny Radio. It's an exciting day. Hey, Diamond Dave. Hey, it is an exciting day. This is our last day until the big day of the elections. Those who have already voted, those who already uh, voted, there are those who got their, uh, their, 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 their papers to vote in the mail. Please bring it in. To, you to bring it in either to your local polling, polling place and come vote. Cause, uh, because there's a lot happening here, and I just happen to have, and we'll be talking to her, a, a candidate for mayor on the ballot, something new to me, but something really special. Hey, Michelle Bravo. Hey there, how are you? Well, considering everything, considering it's a beautiful day. Absolutely. Uh, don't panic, it's organic, on the balance, the balance of life. Uh, I'm doing fine. Wonderful. And we got John, we play a movie and there's John. We did. We've got John Rodano, who I'm glad showed up today as we're, as we're still do, taking it down to the wire for the Tuesday election, um, because John always has something important to share with us in his music and his words. So thank you, John, for being here and take it away, my friend. So I'm going to do a song my wife, Vicki Leidner, wrote. She wrote this song the day after that uh, election and it called it Post-Election Acute Depression Blues. After the inauguration, she changed it to Post-Election Chronic Depression Blues. And now last week, she's telling me she wants to change it to Post-Election Homicidal Depression Blues. And I told her that's good. She's starting to think about doing something about it. So, you know. Post-Election Post-election chronic depression Post-election chronic depression Take me 
same condition. Gotta get out of this position. Gotta be working a midterm election. Oh, yeah, that midterm election. Ain't no pills. There ain't no shot. So just eat that chocolate. Six to eight here at Mutiny Radio. 
This is the show where comedians do four-minute sets, and there's four minutes of critiques by their pedian, comedian peers, their comedians, their comedian peers, and uh, everyone's going to learn and have a good time. Uh, remember, means you have a minute, and you hear that horn, you have a minute. Get used to what a minute feels like. <laughs> it's a good thing to learn here at Joke Workshop. Uh, but hey, remember everybody, the microphones are out there for you to give constructive and wonderful comments on your comedian peers. Take notes. Uh, I'll be back here taking notes. And uh, and that's that's how it works. You know, we're all here to learn and, uh, and work things out. New jokes, new stuff. Uh, and some comedians are just new, so everything they do is new. It doesn't even matter. All the material is new. It's great. Uh, your first comedian of the night, he's a lovely human being. He runs the board every Friday at happy hour. That's another open mic we have here on Fridays from 6 to 8. Put your hands together, everybody, for George D. Smith. You're too kind. You're too kind. If I had some money, I would put it in the bucket, but I'm going to put it on it. <sighs> I was thinking about one thing that was funny to me. I was thinking about Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Do you know who Jerry Lee Lewis is? Great balls of fire. Thank you, right? Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Ba -bum -ba -bum. One of like the, the the progenitors of all the music that you like today. If you like like rap music, comes from fucking Jerry Lee Lewis and shit like that, right? Honestly, it's weird, but if you take the time to look it up. It's there. Anyway, Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> what I always found weird about him was there's a world full of women, and the one fucking person he landed on was his second cousin. Isn't that weird? It's like nine billion people in the world, and how in the fuck do you land on your second cousin? Anyway, all right. Not as funny as I thought it would be. All right. Jesus Christ, that's going to be awful. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, yeah, that's weird. All right. Yeah. Superman the movie. Is it the dumbest title or the second dumbest title, right? Because it's called Superman, right? I figure, right, it's called Superman. You don't really have to give me two dots and then say it's the movie, because I already paid fucking money to go see Superman dot dot the movie. And I was like, well, what the fuck, <laughs> right? Like, uh, where's the joke at? I was trying to write it down there. Eh, give the fuck next. All right. <laughs> this is why I don't do jokes anymore, Pam, because I'm, I get too stupid and then I can't remember anything. Anyway, okay. Let's 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 stop doing that kind of joke shit. I hate that shit. I hate when I have shit in my hands. I hate when I feel it makes me feel weird. Okay. Let me think about this for half a second. I, I bet let me this will be the end of the fucking five minutes, that's pretty good, okay? Alright. What I really don't like about when like people, let's say my age or older or younger or something, start talking about shit that they don't like. Well, first off, what I really don't like is you telling me what today is like. 
okay? Because I already know what today looks like, okay? You know what I mean? Like when I hear somebody tell me a fucking airplane joke. Hey, man, when I was like 22 and I used to fucking fly all over the place, I used to be able to go up there in like three minutes. But nowadays I go over to the fucking airplane and TSA is up my ass with a fucking microscope. Can you believe that? I know what today is like. I don't need you to tell me what TSA is like, okay, guy? You could leave out all that shit and hopefully put a joke in where the fucking first part was. But anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so that goes on with me thinking about... I don't even know how the fuck I even got there, but I'm going to try to get there. Okay. But I think I get that way because I think about my old parents. And, like, I have, like, old thinking, right? And I think sometimes, like, people think, like, I hate when people call people, hey, man, man, you got an old soul, right? Hey, man, you got an old soul. And you're like, I don't have an old soul. I have old fucking parents because they're, like, 38 years old and, like, I have old ovaries, okay? (laughs) I have, like, old sperm and old ovaries, and that means I have old thinking. And old thinking, I guess, makes old souls. And at the end of the day, I got one fucking joke. Hey, Pam. Yeah, George, what's up? What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. Stay up there, George. Yeah. I've got comments. I don't know if Jonathan does too. Uh, stay up there. Oh, yeah, it's comment time. It's comments time. All right. So, Monday, Monday. So, so first. I have to remember to tell a joke. So first you talked about your second cousin. Uh, or you talked about Jerry, Jerry Lewis's. Lewis's second cousin. And I would somehow open that up to yourself. And it's like maybe you talk about yeah. your second cousin or one that you, a family member you were attracted to. or I absolutely someone. had one. That would be weird. But, but that or, would be or funny. Or make one up or that your last name is Smith and you think everybody's related to you and so you're like I'm constantly afraid of fucking my second cousin so, but yeah. somehow I wish I had my pen on me why don't you throw me one of those pens from back there just, throw uh, just throw there's a pencil what was the thing when they threw the pencils at the stage but just somehow relate it to you because Fine. like yeah he was a creepy dude who was totally into his second cousin All but right. then the way to make it funny is to attack mine you, make it yours yeah <laughs> And then with Superman the movie, I would do the same tag, like Superman the real man. Mine. Superman like the Ubermensch, Superman Nietzsche style, like Superman, like Superman the movie, yeah, okay, but what Superman what? What else could you put, you know? Yeah, I know. Superman loves Nutella, like, I don't know, whatever. Dot, dot, dot. dot. So those were my comments. Oh, cool. Anybody else got any more comments for my horrifying set? I have the same couple of things like along the lines of what Pam was saying that Tell I mean, a you joke make, once. <laughs> you know, this idea with his second cousin. Like how can you I mean, is his sister even hotter? You know, or like is there some lyrics in his song that you can yeah, joke yeah, about? Yeah, for sure I could, yeah. Yeah, he got most inspired at family reunions, like something that goes a little further. No, there absolutely either. is. Yeah. Yeah. Great balls of fire. Like maybe he caught syphilis Goodness from gracious. his Goodness gracious. He caught syphilis I mean, from his third cousin. It's my fucking cousin. Who gives a fuck? You get like it's like such an easy joke. That's why I hate 
fucking writing comedy. It's like, because <laughs> it's easy. Yes, yes, yes. Huh. Make me so fucking mad. Okay, hold up. Uh, the movie, the thing that you're laughing at is that they're calling something that's obviously a movie what it is. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of some for you and I couldn't, but. Mm. There's got to be some others like, do you go to the DMV for a driver's license? And, or do you go for a driver's license and they call it the DMV? Yeah, there you go. That's or, funny. I don't know. That's dumb. Or, but, like, I mean, you can get annoyed. Or it's dumb. Christopher Reeves <laughs> fell off a horse and died. You know, like, <laughs> is that what that the movie know. called? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he was super Coca Cola. You know what I don't worry about is Coca Cola. <laughs> you know what I do worry about is Coca Cola, not cocaine anymore. It's fucked up, right? I'd rather have a Coca Cola than a fucking snort of cocaine every day of the week. It's so fucked up. Anyway, all right. I have so many better jokes on whatever I just said, but thank you very much. Thank you. Yay, everybody. Goodbye. Yay, George D. Smith. Yay. Today in the fills, we're listening to corn because I find it to be very throwback to when I was teaching junior high. And I find that sometimes joke workshop feels like teaching junior high, but your next comedian, man, actually you look like the, uh, like the, the principal that everybody would want to fuck. I could totally see you walking around the halls in a, in a high school with that suit on and like everybody be like, you fucking, I want to fuck the principal too. Everybody put your hands together for Allison Hooker. <laughs> Nice, thank you. No, I um, I'm dressed like this because I'm actually uh, a real estate agent. I just do comedy for the money. Um, but actually, if you guys want to buy a house, please do talk to me after. <laughs> or if any of you blow up, if any of you blow up, I'm I get the comedy circuit, okay? I woke up this morning and I went to work. I called it a daymare. Uh, anyone else? <laughs> So you guys, I was uh, I was on the phone with my sister today, and she told me that she caught my eight-year-old niece kissing a boy in the bushes. And I was, yeah, I was walking down the streets of San Francisco, and I was like, damn, that's crazy, because I just saw a grown man making six figures ride by on a scooter wearing a helmet and a backpack. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like trip off that. Like my eight-year-old niece is more mature than a lot of men in San Francisco. She like she one day was like kicked on her scooter. She's like, fuck this. I'm gonna see what's going on in those bushes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, ladies. I don't know if you you're single. The only women. In. I don't know if you're single, but do, are you guys single? Yeah. Do you like being single in San Francisco? Yeah, it's, a, it's an appropriate response, actually. It's kind of a weird city to be single in. It's like a weird mix of, um, I don't know, awkward with too much money and then just kind of dicks. Like, I, I, got, I got nagged the other day. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to overlook you. <laughs> I got nagged. Do you guys know what nagging is? Yeah? A guy kind of like some backhanded compliment so that you think you have to like make yourself look good to him. So he comes up to me, he goes, you know, I usually talk to women that are younger, uh, but you have a nice body. It looks like you work on it too much. <laughs> and like immediately I was like, oh my God, I want him in my mouth. You know, <laughs> what kind of black magic is this? But then I had to just take a deep breath, get off my knees, like gather myself. And I was like, no, that was kind of rude. Um, but, but it's like, what's his goal? You know, like best case scenario, he gets me home, right? That's, that's the idea. And then we're naked together. And then I see his little tiny, teeny, 
wincy beansy pathetic soul. You know, because guys, we can see that when we, fuck you, we can. We can. Women are weird, though. We, we like, work at finding something wrong with us. Uh, I had this friend who's like, my fingers are chubby below the knuckles. <laughs> or like, I have wrinkles on the back of my neck. <laughs> like, I have a terrible personality. I was like, girls, be easy on yourselves. You know, none of these things matter. <laughs> Um, I was on an all-female show the other night, actually, and there was this girl on stage that was just really, really getting on her boyfriend's case for coming too fast. And I was kind of like, damn, you know, I was sitting in the audience, like, getting jealous. <laughs> this guy sounds like a fucking dream, come too fast. Are you kidding me? Like, get that out of the way so we can focus on pleasing me and listening to me talk, you know? <laughs> this guy sounds like a fucking amazing. Um... What else was I going to say? Oh, I'll leave it on this. Um, since all this hashtag me too stuff's been going on, my boyfriend wanted to talk to me about consent. And I was like, baby, you know, I'm, I'm consenting all the time. <laughs> For those of you who know a little bit about me, I'm very forward. You know, I'll say things like, this post-pubescent puss is really in the mood for that wiener, you know? <laughs> like, very clear, you know? Like, come on down to the quick and easy, you know what I mean? He was like, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, apparently my consent to him really feels like assault. <laughs> We're in a bit of a, a conundrum, a bit of a catch-22 here. You guys have been an amazing audience. Thank you so much for listening. Allison Hooker! Hope you can help me with my joke. Yay, yay. Well, the opening with the eight-year-old being more worldly is awesome. And then you did great crowd work with comics even. Like, good for you. Uh, Rude, I feel like you can call him a nigger. I, I is that too much? I mean, I know you work with Hella Funny, so that your audience probably is there, but if you talk about negging for a while, and then you say, he was a rude negger, that's going to get, I mean, am I playing too hard to that? No. Uh, and then, um, I also think that soul, I mean, there's a lot of ways to turn that, like, you know, so tiny his bank account and be like, I am a hooker. Ah, you know, like yeah. the, the soul, I don't think it has the payoff that you, I think there might be a better payoff there okay. with something else. And then I think at the end, once you say wiener, which is hilarious, you should call back to the eight year old in the beginning. Okay. Cause it's like, it's in the bush, but now actually you have bush. So it's like, you're, <laughs> I don't know. There's okay. some kind of eight year old call back there. Cause especially when you're like my prepubed wiener, like it's very childish. Okay. It's funny. Thanks. Comments. Yeah. I really liked your set. Um, I especially liked how you can complain about things and people, like, you know, complaining about social circumstances without being too cruel. I, I, I just wanted to point that out because oh, I suck at that myself. And <laughs> I'm going to take some notes from like you on that. I like being mean to people. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn how to complain without you know, putting other people down. So right on. I, I like that you do that. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thanks. Other comments? Yay! Allison <laughs> And guys, if you have extra time, which she did, you should use that time to tell people where your shows are upcoming or what have you, because why not? Um, all right. Your next comedian. Uh, it looks like a new name, uh, but I'm excited to have her here. Everybody put your hands together for Dvora Kazdan. <laughs> hey, guys. Are you guys ready for some Jewish humor? <laughs> 
So I'm not trying to be a stereotype right now, but I'm deciding between being an accountant, a comedian, or a rabbi. Um, I'm an accounts payable clerk by day. I'm trying this shit out at night. And my dad is a Jews for Jesus rabbi in San Diego who wants me to take over the family business. This is a true story. Um, so when I, told, when I first told my dad that I want to be a comedian, he was supportive. He was like, that's great, honey. But are you sure you don't want to be a rabbi? Like, I love my job. I get to tell jokes in front of the congregation. I can surf whenever I want. Yes, he surfs. Everybody in San Diego surfs. That's why I got the fuck out of there. Um, and I just thought about it for a second, and I was like, huh, but can I make jokes about anal and still be a rabbi? Because then I might consider. And then he was like, well, you know, honey, as Jews, we've been getting anal from the universe since before time began. So if you want to talk about anal, you have to be a Jew. Um, no, I think if I were a rabbi, I'd institute a second circumcision, which would involve full castration, like Lorena Bobbitt style. I'd probably walk around the congregation singing the, the Hof Torah blessing, like, Baruch Atad and I, snip. Eloheinu Melech Alam, snip. Sur Kol Amim, snip. Sadik Bakol Hadarot, snip. Notice the word Sadik in the blessing. Sounds like Sadik. I take that as a sign from God to saw some dicks off. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like your dick is already whipped out as I'm like reading the Torah portion. So I take that as consent for a second circumcision. Like, I don't think you could smash the patriarchy, but I do think you could slice it in one fell swoop. Um, I'm single. <laughs> I'm not wor too worried about being single, though, because my grandma got more dick on J-Date than me last year. Um, she's a proper British Jewish woman. Like, her accent is so posh that I can only repeat it. I can only do it if I repeat things that she says. Like, she would call my house and be like, hi, Liz, this is your mother. I'm just calling to wish you a good Shabbos. Or my friends call me the Duchess or you're getting fatter, fatter. Um, she was seeing a younger man, and by younger I mean 75, <laughs> and my mom called me up about it and was like, I don't agree with what's going on. Like, your grandmother took this guy home after one date. And I just was like, or wait, no, <laughs> I messed that up. Now, most people don't want to hear about their grandma's sex life, but I do. Um, and to my mom, I was like, first of all, like, grandma's basically dead. Like, let her go out with a bang. Get it? Bang. And second of all, I was thinking, like, what am I doing worrying about finding a boyfriend? Like, I'll just catch my dick when I'm 86. Okay. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Pew, pew, pew. 
Uh, I feel like you're missing an opportunity at the beginning. Uh, the three of us walk into a bar. Okay. Like me, myself, and I. Or I think there's a cheesy joke there with like an accountant. <laughs> yeah. You know, and a, a, what was the third? An accountant, something, and a stand-up comedian. Why walk? In, we walk into a bar or whatever. Yeah. The three of you are. Uh, and surfing is. Um, I'm surprised because you know it makes sense for the Christians down there because it's like Jesus walking on water. They're like, I just want to walk on water. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a tag for you that. Everyone's walking on water. Jesus wasn't so fucking special, was he? Uh, and then there's a thing uh, called, well, this and that. I don't know. Surfing is like, anyways. Yeah. All and don't surfers all think they're God or something that the the, the earth is breathing? Uh, circumcision. <laughs> circumcision is choice is decision. It, that's a that's a group of people that go around. You can tagline them. It's like a thing on the internet. Circumcision is choice is decision. Anyways, I just feel like you're talking about circumcision. That was okay. lovely. I, it's just, it's a movement that exists. So I, I don't know. I'd just be interested in whatever. Uh, but the that's movement all. movement is for them to have? Like, yeah, it's like oh, okay. the idea behind that is like adults that don't, that kids, you don't, not forcing your children to be circumcised when they're babies, but like waiting till they make the conscious choice when they're six, 15, 16, 17, 18. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. yeah, it's oh. circumcision, his choice, his decision. It's a whole movement. But that's why, I mean, you're jo the concept is very edgy of what you're going to, and I and I like that, and I would just keep delving, because I'm, I'm interested in the concept of like, I don't know, it's a social idea of circumcision. Is it supposed to happen because it's clean or not, or it's a Jew thing? It's, we white people do it because we're lazy. Like, I don't know what's happening with that, but I think it's a good place to delve into because it's unique yeah so that's all i have to say yeah it's fine i actually knew someone in college who said that um circumcision was the number one human rights violation in the world which wow. i yeah i wouldn't call it number one but <laughs> that's that's probably a little too far but yeah no it's a real thing so you can play with that i also i really like the premise of uh like your grandma taking a guy home on the first date and you you stopped yourself because you messed up the joke but i i really just wanted you to say like mom it could be her last date like <laughs> like that's she's got only so much time like that's a that's a fun premise to play with so um, yeah that was great I just wanted to point out when you were doing that prayer that uh, if you uh, it's, you're sp it's supposed to be singing right like there are notes yeah. in it if you pronounce that a little bit more I think it might accentuate the snip part okay. uh, yeah I, I also like the the line that you had where uh, you're saying like um, most people don't know want to know about their grandma's sex life but I do, right? Yeah. Like, I just like that, like, pause in there. I, I just wanted to point that out. That's just, like, a fun thing. Another really fun, silly thing that I kind of wanted to know more about was uh, your dad, because just the idea and the imagery of a surfing rabbi is just, like, so silly and fun that I, don't, I just kind of wanted to know more about that character, right? And yeah. just, like, that world that he lives in. But it was great. Yeah. Everybody clap wildly. Yay, Dvorak has done! Along here on the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I'm excited for your next comedian. Uh, he he was on a virgin um, a podcast called Some Call Me Tim a while back, and uh, it was a great interview, and I enjoyed it very much. And uh, he's here now. He's a great storyteller. He's a funny guy. Put your hands together for Justin Q. Thank you. Um, I don't want to cause trouble, but I just have the perfect joke in my pocket to follow that conversation. I think that circumcising your kids makes you a bit of a dick. 
Uh, I wish I had more than four minutes. I would love to talk about the paintings in this room. I understand that they were done by a woman, is that right? Yes. And I want to meet her. I think that this is my type of person. I think, I think we need to hang out if you, if you want to hook her up with me. Um, all else I've got is I'm just going to whine about dating for a few minutes, uh, as many of these as I can get through. Dating isn't fun anymore. I think it's been ruined by technology. We can all agree with that. I can swipe left and right until my hand is tired, and she still needs to get out her vibrator. <laughs> Meeting women online is also no fun. It's like a raffle where the only prize is disappointment. A lot of girls I meet online tell me they're polyamorous eventually or right away. And you know, <laughs> and you know, I'm, I think it's great that, uh, that you're getting so much action. But for me, being with a girl that a bunch of guys are fucking is like eating a sandwich that a bunch of guys are fucking. <laughs> Sometimes I'll meet a girl online and I'll get all excited. I haven't been on a date in a while and I show up and she looks nothing like her picture. And I'm always so disappointed by that, I barely let her spend the night. Uh, they say the thing about online dating, I don't know if you've heard this, that the odds are good but the goods are odd. Ever heard that? Uh, it's not true. The odds are not that good. Uh, I figured out, actually, if you take what I earn per hour, right, and you multiply that by the amount of time it actually takes me to get one girl to meet me in real life from the internet, <laughs> I could take all that time and money, and I could buy a shotgun and blow my fucking head off. I know complaining about online dating is like passe, it's boring, everybody does it, but you know, it's also not fair because it's only thanks to internet dating. I actually sleep with a ton of women every year, which I think if you do the math is like seven or eight. Um, a lot of guys measure their sex lives entirely by the number of women they've slept with, and that's, that is wrong to do. It's the number times height over weight. It's 2018, learn math. Um, I would quit online dating, I'm sick of it, but it's even harder to meet women in real life. It's just gotten so confusing. Like, I thought it was gonna be a lot easier to get laid at a slut walk. I'm not sure what I was supposed to expect. Um, but I'm not ready to give up yet. I'm very stubborn. I don't give up very easy. I'm the kind of guy who I kept the same condom in my wallet for years before I could finally admit you're only supposed to use them once. <laughs> um, Trojan, by the way, not the best name for a condom. The Trojan horse is known, right, for sneaking in and breaking open and releasing a bunch of men who ruin everything. <laughs> Uh, where are we? So I've had a lot of relationship problems. I'm, I'm pretty bitter. Once I was with this girl and like I was more into her than she was into me. And she had a problem with that. She said it was a waste of a perfectly good strap-on. Uh, and when she left, it just made me want to extinguish hope forever. Kind of a stupid name is Hope anyway. <laughs> I know I sound bitter, I know like I sound, you know, but I've, I know I have my part in all this too. Like, before I can really love someone else, I know I have to love myself. It helps me last longer.
I don't get what the big deal is about makeup sex. I hear people rave about makeup sex all the time, and I've tried it. It's not any more fun than normal, and it takes forever to get the lipstick off my cock. Uh, I think that's about all I can fit in, right? Thank you. Yay, Justin Q. Uh, wow. Uh, you have you have really great writing, and uh, I think it sounds great on the radio because memorization is a thing. Like nobody would know in Radioland. It was so funny just listening to it. Yeah. Um, but and that works for this medium. But having it and there, it's really good writing, and it's probably new stuff. But memorization will help you, just in your regular stuff. Yeah. But your delivery is so funny because with you said you shoot, you're gonna shoot yourself. I was thought that was very funny. So kudos. It's hard to it's hard to make a suicide joke funny. I've got a lot of those. And the ton the ton Why thing. I like this chick. Your math jokes. The reason that you can't get a lady is because you tell math jokes. But no, they're really funny. Like the math jokes are really really funny. The ton, and mm-hmm. then the weight over thing that was all very, very clever, very mm-hmm. clever, clever, clever. Mm-hmm. So, yay! I just say, just memorize all that shit, and you're yeah, good to go. That's the yeah. I keep rewriting it, and I can never remember the order, but I'm trying to finalize it. Yeah, I would. Okay, this. Forgive me if this sounds weird, but I think you should play up the jokes that you said that made you sound a little creepier, because that yeah. was a really fun angle to hear that from because i think everything that wasn't a, like talking about extinguishing hope that that's oh funny. i was gonna say which jokes were those yeah yeah exactly extinguish hope um i have more like that yeah uh yeah you could even uh if you want to uh because okay and this is i don't mean to say anything uh like you don't seem like the guy who has who is with six or seven women every year which is okay i'm not i'm mm-hmm. actually not that guy mm-hmm. so but i'm saying if you do that ton joke uh like if you say i've slept with a ton of women in my life and it's like that's like two or three like um then maybe it's a little tighter and so life and not year yeah i think i i think that that would be funny because it it shrinks the number even more uh oh so it makes me look more like a like, it like makes a, them fatter. Yeah. Oh, I see. It because if you sleep with a ton of women of and there's, so there's four this, of them, that means they were all 250 pounds. You're calling them fat, which is so like instead of every year, just I've, it's only because of online dating, I've slept with a ton of women. Yeah. Which or is, it, I think, yeah, like Yeah, you could say in my yeah. life or not. But yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely like a lot of fun little things you did. I would focus on those. Um, those jokes that got laughs here because when you got laughs they were quick they yeah. were very quick jokes and that's those are fucking great so mm-hmm. yeah do that that was, that was fun awesome thank you yeah. so yeah do that that's great <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I just want to yeah. dude super clever a lot thank of you. really clever funny stuff um I was just the, uh, the only thing I was going to point out was that like for your darker jokes that landed for me, what really made it like made me feel comfortable despite how dark they could be yeah. was just like you had like a little like smile on your face just to kind of let like the, everybody know that you you know you're just like we're having fun yeah right and yeah. so like I know you can't hear it on the radio so. but but you, Sorry, it you came can, across you it, it yeah. came across listening wise like you can that hear you were it very likable you can hear and, smiles yeah, yeah kind of yeah it just made it fun yeah, yeah. thank you it was cool thanks very much. Hello. Um, my only thought was I, I really liked your stuff. It's so funny. Thank you. Um, I think that the the ones that have the like moment, I would almost want to see them earlier. Cause like yeah, I someone told like, me the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like we we start to like really like you, and then you do like a bomb drop. I'm like wait. <laughs> so I feel like if yeah. you did them first, I don't know. I just I just think it would make some of the other ones. Can you point out which ones? The, like the ones uh, right. The one where you like I would go buy a shotgun and shoot my head off. 
Right. Like, okay. So like anything that's, that's really weird. uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would just set the tone. That's just my opinion. Because I have difficulty telling which ones are more and less uncomfortable to people. Uh, I'm gonna have to run that by. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, good, very um, helpful though. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. There's just one suggestion. Uh-huh. Live in your jokes more. Be like louder and like more present. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And I don't do that. Stand enough. by the things you're saying firmly. Yeah. And that's it. And I'm then there'll them, be yeah. jokes, and I'm, then you'll be fine. I'm reading them a different way every time and seeing what works. And yeah, yeah. Stop, stop. You're right. More, more. Yeah. Yeah. Just memorize them. And then when yeah. it comes out the way it comes out, because it's memorized, it'll, you'll see what... It's, then you can play with it that yeah, way. Yeah. I think it's easier for it to naturally come out and then decide which way you want it, rather than trying to plan which way you want it. Like... Right. Just learn the words first, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I don't care any way you learn the words. When you learn them, land on them and stay on them. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yep. Okay. I like that's it. all I'm saying. I think that would be good for you because, like, at least you know you'd have the audience with you, good or bad or indifferent. Cool. You know, that's 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 my only suggestion. Everybody, well, clap you. for our favorite creep, Justin Q. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not creepy. You're a very lovely person. What a lovely guy. You're an ex-comedian, another lovely lady. She's been producing shows. You guys should go see him. Put your hands together for Cass Inglesby. So, um, are you guys sports ball fans? Any sports ball fans in the room? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, if you guys have been watching uh, the March Madness, like all the basketball tournaments are going on, yeah, I have a really hard time watching basketball, um, mostly because of the commentary. It's like um, uh, the game's tied at 69, or um, he got the rejection, or um, he keeps feeding the horse. I really don't know what that one means, but um, it sounds really dirty. So, yeah, um, I, it was similar um, when I in high school when I was trying to read *Lords of the Flies*. Have you read? You guys read *Lords of the Flies*? Yeah. Um, so I had a really hard time. I couldn't. I didn't read it. I was listening to it on audiobook because that's what I do. Um, and uh, I had a really hard time listening to it because it was like piggy blew, uh, piggy bent down and blew the conch. I'm like, I, okay, I can't listen to this smut. This is this is too much for me. Uh, yeah. So I I have a dirty mind, I guess. Um, I started looking at porn when I was nine years old. Um, I, it was in Playboys in my grandfather's bathroom. Um, now as an adult looking back, it was, I, 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 there, I, they were really dirty thinking about it, thinking about those magazines are probably really dirty. Not, not because of the imagery, but because they were my grandfather's porn collection. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, and so I, I'm a little weird. I get made fun of a lot. I have a lot of uh, nicknames and stuff like that. Um, in high school, someone someone would call me freak, and then they would like run down the hall um, as if I was like gonna cast a spell at them or something. And then I would yell back, "But I went to your brother's funeral." Um, yeah, I'm not very good at comebacks. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so. Um, 
what else is going on? <laughs> what else is going on? Yes. Um, yeah, so there was rumors. There's been rumors about me uh, because I'm weird. Um, like, uh, like that I slept with the math teacher and gave myself an abortion and um, kept a fetus in a jar. Um, I don't really know where this came from. It's not really, a, it's not true. Um, it was with the science teacher. Why else would you keep the fetus in a jar? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I think what else, is, what else is going on in my life? I don't know. I got a pap smear the other day. If you're not familiar with the pap smear, that's uh, when a stranger fingers you for business, not pleasure, uh, and the state pays for it because I got Medi-Cal. Um, so that's, they found out that uh, my uh, cervix is right-leaning. Um, so there's no, there's no health problems with that. It's just there will be more debates when I have to get an abortion. Um, I, but I, I am left-leaning. I only have tattoos on the left side of my body um, but uh, yeah uh, I think yeah I think that's good uh, I think that's what I'm working on today so thank you Cass Inglesby oh, um, when you were doing the cast a spell thing I was like why because you were carrying a Harry Potter wand or oh, okay. was it like magic like witchcraft magic like from the craft where you were like lighting candles or was it you know Harry Potter witchcraft like with you were playing Quidditch in the halls something fucking weird and uh, left leaning I feel like you have a tag there where you can get political and you can be like you know I I only cried about Bernie Sanders once or mm. something something like left leaning because obviously like I'm left leaning all my tattoos are on one side and you know I you know something super leftist and and everyone should have homes although that's not funny and that's true but some think of something super like left leaning that people would say that are like you know on the verge of socialism I'm sure you can come up with lots of things <laughs> okay uh, before I compliment you I want to make sure you're doing this on purpose that your sorry your delivery is great I think it's very funny the way that you're, it's sort of like unconfident you look at the floor and you're you know it's very got a nerdy vibe you're doing that on purpose mm -hmm. Um, it started out as not on purpose, and then I started utilizing it as as part of okay. what I do. Yeah. Cool. I think that's I think that's great. I think that can go very far. Um, one thing for me was I, for a couple of your jokes, I wasn't really sure whether you had made the punchline or not, and I okay. think you could clarify that. So when you said your cervix is right leaning, I thought where you were going with that was that it has. Republican political opinions. Mm, yeah. And that yeah. was the joke, right? Yeah. I wasn't yeah. totally sure of that oh, when you okay. finished. <laughs> so you can I say your uterus voted for yeah. <laughs> Trump or something. Yeah, yeah, or something like my my uterus put in for Ted Cruz. Something that leads us to the rest <laughs> of the way But I, I think that was all okay. pretty good. My uterus has Santorum in it. Sorry. We looked up Santorum today, and boy, was that fun. He did, he did something else again, terrible. He was like something in the real news and Jonathan was like, Rick Santoro. I'm like, yeah, that's the thing that has to do with anal sex. And he's like, what? Anyways, sorry, totally not. Does anybody have any other comments or will you tell us where your upcoming shows are? Because I know you produce things. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I co-host a radio show on another station, sorry. No, no, um, FCC free. You yeah, can, so, we have no problem with FCC free. Okay, cool. Tell them about it. What days, yeah, um, times, so where to download? It's great. Yeah, so on Sundays from uh, noon to two, it's called What's Really Happening with uh, Luke Sauer and I'm the co-host. Um, so you can, can check that out on FCC free radio. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. FCCfree.com.com 
Google.org. Which way is it? Uh, if you Google it, it's the first thing that comes up. So. Fantastic. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, don't you produce a show at Slate? Yes, on Fridays? Uh, every fourth Saturday at Slate Bar, um, it, uh, I produce a show. Um, it's from 7 to 9 uh, every fourth Saturday, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Everybody, Cass Inglesby. <laughs> All right, moving right along, your next comedian. She's actually on an upcoming uh, showcase at Milk Bar, and I'm sure she'll tell you all about it after her jokes. Put your hands together for Angel Weaver. What's going on, everybody? Part of time. Um, I recently got really sick. And I think it was from a mic, an open mic. And I was like, I kind of wish open mics were more like strip clubs where you have to wipe it down afterwards. It's disgusting. Uh, but I lost my voice. But I went to, don't worry, I'm not contagious, Kaiser said. Sometimes I wonder if doctors just say that to get new business, you know? <laughs> like, don't worry, you're not contagious. <laughs> Go to work. Breathe on people. I love it. Um, but I do have this really... <laughs> uh, I'm sad that joke went so well because I can't use it when I'm not sick. Okay, um, so I have this raspy voice that I think is cool now. I kind of wish my voice sounded like this all the time because then I could be like a phone operator, like, hey, big daddy. You know, like, what can I get you? What do you want? Oh, yeah. Number five with fries, pull up to the next window for your total. <laughs> I think that could be kind of cool. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about the Me Too movement, which I think is really sad. Like people are just assholes. Um, and but and I, it made me start thinking. I was like, has this happened to me? Like, has this happened to me? Like, has someone given me a pill before sex and tried to take advantage of me? And I was like, I definitely haven't been given a pill before, but I've definitely been asked to take one after. You know. <laughs> Plan B. Plan B is interesting. I'm like, Plan B is an interesting name for a pill that uh, doesn't allow for you to get pregnant because, like, there's so many other options, you know? Like, it's definitely not the second option. Like, there's condoms, there's birth control, there's the POM, the pull-out method. Like, there's a ton of things that you can do, but I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, all of those things have a little bit of a risk, right? Like, condoms are not 100%. Neither is birth control, neither is the pull-out method. So maybe plan B makes sense because plan A, the only thing that's going to really prevent pregnancy, uh, anal. Ah. <laughs> plan A for anal. <laughs> I, so when I was writing that joke, I Googled it because I wanted to make sure it was true. I was like, can you get pregnant from anal, though? Um, and it turns out you can if a little bit of sperm just travels from your asshole right into your vagina. So you're welcome, in case you guys were wondering that. I was like, if you get pregnant from anal, your kid is definitely going to be an ass, right? <laughs> He's going to be an asshole. Uh, speaking of kids, I don't see a lot in San Francisco, but I did see... A mom and a daughter getting on BART the other day, and the daughter went to go sit in the reserve seating. And the mom was like, no, you can't sit there. Like, those are for special people. And the daughter, like, in all her cuteness was like, but aren't I special? <laughs> and the mom was like, honey, no. <laughs> and, like, went, and, went, and I was like, that is 
such good parenting. Like, I feel like when I'm a parent, that's definitely something that I'm going to do. Um... All right, I'm going to end on an Uber pool joke because I feel like I tell Uber pool jokes all the time. So I take a lot of Uber pools, um, and one thing that I love about Uber pools is that they let you know how long it's going to be before they come. And I really wish men would start doing the same, you know. <laughs> like an hour too long, cancel. I don't need that. All right, guys, thanks so much. Yay! Angel Weaver! I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, how nice that you have uh, insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in your voice, but I'm glad you're feeling better. The, uh, really funny stuff. Um, the only thing I would be careful of is, um, it, this is so weird, but I mean, like, uh, maybe like six years ago, even I did a joke about the butthole cum going into your vagina and becoming a baby. So, uh, there's, um, I I, I know I'm sorry. I just, it's, I know it's so obscure and I'm sure it would be like, but it's one of those things where like I did this one joke in the beginning and I, it was about how much pubic hair I have. And I was like, I have a chastity pelt. And I thought I was so fucking original. I was like, I'm the smartest person alive. And then like, I met like six other people that had the same punchline and I was like, Oh, but just something to be, I don't know. Aware of? Aware of, yeah. I mean, but it's mighty specific. But you're, it was very funny. You're, you're even, even low energy. You're still really entertaining to watch. And <laughs> no, I mean, I know. And, and, and the stuff about sickness, like it's all really topical and you're talking and you have great personality. And so it's just enjoyable to, you know, listen to. Thank you. Yeah. I really liked your first joke about how people fucking get sick and fucking talk right into a microphone and spit all over the goddamn microphone and please don't fucking do that oh my god but no that's great um now the other the other thing is um you did it and you're fucking you're a great writer like you've 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 got the shit down you do you pace uh, when you're on stage, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it gives this it gives this like sense that you're not as confident as you are or should be. Okay. Um, so just try like doing a set where you just got your feet just in place, and even if you don't like tell a fucking joke the whole time, just like as long as your feet stay still, that's a good set, and just kind of see how it feels and see if see if it like helps shit land better. But, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Max. Helpful. Yeah, I just want to echo what Max said about the first joke. It's super clever, and I'm glad somebody finally said it. <laughs> tell, tell us about your upcoming showcase at Milk Bar. Yeah, I'm on a showcase the 13th of April at the Milk Bar. Uh, the show's produced by Graham Galloway and a couple other folks. Um, I'm also going to be at Cobbs on the 22nd. If anybody wants to get on my guest list, just slide my DMs. I'd be happy to add you. Uh, yeah, 13th and the 22nd of April. Come see me. Everybody, Angel Weaver! Something happened with my music and it's off. Okay, that was weird. I was like, what is happening with the world and the music? Yay! Alright, you're next to me and he's been giving great comments all night long. Put your hands together for Casey Fields. 
So uh, I know this is joke workshop, but I, I feel like um, I, I got to call an audible and uh, just um, uh, just be re <laughs> just be really honest with you guys about um, uh, where I'm at. I just wanted because I just really need help with um, performance and truth and um, listening to your inner voice in comedy. And this seems like a supportive room. And I figured you guys are good to talk to about this because I have no one else to talk to about this. Um, so I'm an insecure person. Uh, I didn't know that I was up until like maybe recently, um, but I am. And um, uh, okay, sorry, I'm gonna actually put money in here just because you guys, I feel bad that you guys have to listen to this. And I know you guys didn't expect therapy. I don't have money for a therapist, but I came to put $5 in the fucking thing. Uh, anyway, I'm an insecure person. I, I, I grew up in, uh, in a uh, strict Christian uh, background. Like, that's where my, my, my mom is like a Japanese Christian, so it's like extra, like, persecuted Christian. And so it's really um, in my bones. And, uh, yeah. And um, it's, uh, it's part of who I am to be kind of uh, afraid of things. And um, last year when I started doing open mics, uh, I started by doing like a lot of one-liners, and um, those are like lots of fun. I still love one-liner comedy, you know, like it's really, really fun. And um, I, I eventually, like maybe about like four months in, started to get actual laughs, like people actually responded to things, uh, which was nice. But I still kind of felt this, like I, I wasn't, it, it didn't like satisfy that part of me. And I think it's because when I was growing up, um, Comedy was not just an escape. It was a way for me to understand the world. Uh, I like, grew up with, like, um, you know, no cable, right? I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of movies, right? I, I got taken out of school when I was 15 because, like, my parents found out that they teach <laughs> evolution <laughs> in school. I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cosmos blew my mind last year. It really, like, anyway. Uh, and uh, it, it, and uh, one of the things that I really struggle with, just because of this, this who I am, is uh, I, I wanted to be like a lot of these other open micers, like Valley Vernali, right? Um, Greg Gettle, uh, yeah. you know, Matthew Quirk, these people that come up on stage and it feels really real because they're, they're really speaking their truth. Right, even if you might disagree with them, it's still their truth and their voice, and it felt so. It, that was what really made me laugh. That like gut level laugh, yeah. right? And I was like, I, I just wanna, I wanna fucking do that. I wanna do that so bad. And I got around to writing that material like finally recently. I felt like, and um, this last week I've been hitting mics hard with <laughs> you guys, <laughs> and, and, you know, and you know, and everybody here I've seen, right? And. Um, it, I, uh, I've, I've, been, I've been chasing it really hard, and I've, I've noticed that one of the hardest things for me is to make eye contact <laughs> with people in the room. And even though I, can, I, I know my set by heart when I'm rehearsing at home and just pacing back and forth in my, in my bedroom, I, I, when I go on stage, I, I make eye contact with the audience, and the words just fall apart. I fuck up the order, right? I get the, I get the um, beats wrong, right? The, my, my, um, my timing gets all fucked up. And um, 
I, I just wanted to, I, I know I'm not alone. I know everybody has nerves. This takes a lot of courage to come up on stage. That's part of what it is, right? It's like, it's an act of bravery. You, it, that's what, there has to be stakes, right? You're kind of expressing yourself. So I just want to know if you guys have any tips. <laughs> I know you might just be like, I don't know, man, you might have to see a doctor and get medicated. I don't know what to tell you, but, um, and that's okay too, if you don't, if there are no answers. But uh, I was just wondering if you guys had anything, with, you know, for warming up, just getting comfortable with audiences. Maybe it's just time, like, I, I, you know, um, but uh, that's all I uh, wanted to share. So thanks. Hey, stay up there, Casey Fields. Okay, first I have a tag for you. Your ja mom was a Japanese Christian. It was no loaves, five fish. <laughs> right? Because it was, it's supposed to be five loaves and two fish. And then with that, he did the miracles and fed hundreds of people. But Japanese Christians are no loaves, five fish. I think that's fucking hilarious. But uh, we can start that conversation you wanted to start with people, which is, um, you know, how do you get comfortable what do you, how do you do, do you have like a warm up? Do you, you know, do you look at, do you do ad crowd work? Do you practice crowd work? Like, what do you do? Yeah. You said you started like. I mean, uh, no, I, um, I, I used to be able to look people in the eye when the, I wasn't invested in the joke, right? When it wasn't me in it. Uh, but when I started expressing myself and being actually honest, sure. right? And not just making up fun little absurd things. Right. Uh, that's when things started to fall apart. And I know it's something just in here. I, kn I know it is. Um, and I was just wondering, yeah, if you guys have any tips. <laughs> First of all, stop telling yourself you're insecure. Okay, that's good. That's a little bit of neurolinguistic programming. That's if you if you remember that everybody feels like you could be judged for saying something that's yeah. true about yourself, and we all just walk around doing it anyway. You just go, well, I'm not. There's, I'm not worse than them. I'm not different than them. I can be confident in what I say too. Yeah. Step, uh, tip number two: Go slow. Take a five minute, take a three minute bit, and do it in five minutes, so that you have time to think while you're on stage. So that you can, time. so that you don't fuck up every time. So okay. that you can take a minute and just go, I'm going to do this right. Because then you'll get it in your muscles and you'll do it right faster next time. It's like playing an instrument. Your body's an instrument. Yeah. All right. Awesome. That's what I would say. 